really want to throw this microphone through that window right now. I could totally just drive off this bridge right now. Hmm. Anyways, well, you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast. All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the What About Therapy podcast. I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin. I'm sorry, I was having another intrusive <laughs> We're just oh, in this funny. cycle of intrusive uh, thoughts now. Because that's what we're talking about today. Um, that's what we're going to talk about. Intrusive thought syndrome. All of you have experienced intrusive thoughts. If you haven't, then you will. So let us prepare you for what's down the road, because you may be able to drive off of it. You mean... <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. I was off the cuff. Baby. Um, yeah, but in, intrusive thoughts tend to be actually really popular and common, like in the way, like in the social media realm. I see reels all the time about people talking about their like, intrusive thoughts. And I don't know if you are on that side of Instagram, but I'm I got not it all on the Instagram time. anymore. Oh, that's true. You're not on Instagram at all. Shout it's out gone. to you for getting rid of it. But yeah, it's it's a it's more common in the discussion in the social media field, at least that I've seen. And so, good time to have a conversation about it. What it is, like how to interpret them, which is not at all little teaser <laughs> and then um maybe how you can do it and maybe control a little bit more and adapt better to those thoughts that you're having and so yep. we're pulling from an article i can't remember the name of it uh just unwanted it's intrusive thoughts <laughs> unwanted intrusive thoughts written in 2018 by martin seif phd and sally winston doctor of doctorate of psychology and this is on the anxiety and depression association of america um public website so check it out it'll be in the show notes it's a great read we're not going to get through everything today but it shouldn't take you more than five minutes to read it, but it is a really good one. And we're going to pull yep. some of the greatest tidbits from it today. Yup. So intrusive thoughts are simply really sticky thoughts that cause a lot of distress really fast. So if you've been like the example I gave in the intro there, you're driving down the road, there's oncoming traffic. You have your whole family in the car. You're driving. You think I could turn out in front of the semi coming my way right now and we would all die. That's an intrusive thought. <laughs> And when that happens to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I tend to like grip the wheel harder, you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't do it. Um, so that's, that's an example of an, of an intrusive thought, something that causes distress that just pops up or comes in a whoosh, as the article says. Yeah. <laughs> I and that. I like, and that's like the bottom of that paragraph where it talks about that. It says that some are just weird thoughts that make no apparent sense. Unwanted intrusive thoughts can be very explicit, and many people are ashamed and worried about them and therefore keep them a secret. And so there's a huge stigma about it. So like if you listen to our last episode last week, um, we talked a lot about stigma. And this is one of those things that um, and I, I think for good reason why people feel stigmatized by their thoughts because like it is kind of a scary thing to think about killing people, hurting people, hurting yourself. Like it's not something you want to talk about openly. Yeah. But like Ian was saying, a lot of people have intrusive thoughts. It's highly linked to anxiety disorders, people with um anxiety disorders people with obsessive compulsive disorders tend to have them a lot more and they cause more distress than the average person but even people without diagnosed disorders tend to have intrusive thoughts all the time just because our brains are crazy and they're highly wired little balls of flesh that kind of do what they want sometimes <laughs> and we can't control yeah. that and that's really what intrusive thoughts are are just sometimes there's electrical signals that we don't control that get um interpreted by our um like conscious brain and then we think it's crazy or scary and yeah. then we assign value to it. But in reality, they're a lot of times 100% out of our control. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's talk about myths. Myths. Myth number myths. one. Myths. Myth number one is that these intrusive thoughts are who you really are deep down. 
your Freudian deep down self that you did not know was there. Your unconscious mind. Yes. You're actually a murderer. You actually do want to kill everyone in your family. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's false. What's actually really cool, the article points out here, is that the opposite is actually true. So it's the uh, the effort and energy that people put into getting rid of these thoughts that actually cause the distress. And these thoughts that we have that are intrusive cause all this distress and anxiety because it's alien to us or it's different. And so the article likes to argue saying that actually the opposite of that is true. So the examples it gives here um, people with violent, unwanted, intrusive thoughts are actually gentle people. Or people who have unwanted, intrusive thoughts about suicide love life. And those who have thoughts about yelling blasphemies in church value their religious life. <laughs> Things like that. Um, and that's actually really cool. And that's a great way to look at it. That's something that I'm going to be doing a lot more in my life. Is when I do have an intrusive thought, reinforcing the idea that, hey, I actually really love life. I love my family that I'm driving the car with, and so I want to make sure they're safe. So that's why it causes so much distress is because that could end if I just turn the steering wheel, right? And so that's why it would be an intrusive thought because that causes me distress. If I really didn't like my family, I guess, and I was actually a mass murderer, then it wouldn't cause me as much distress. So it wouldn't be an intrusive thought anyway. get excited about that idea. Yeah. Yeah weirdo <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um, but yeah that's a really good point that if you're getting these thoughts that are kind of causing you to some some distress like if you have thoughts to hurt your spouse or yourself or like i full vulnerability i was just telling Enoch about this the other day that i had a weird intrusive thought to like push a kid down at the store and just like shove him down <laughs> to the ground and i was like horrified by this thought that came to my brain out of nowhere because i love kids like i want nothing more than to have my own child and like i i, I love hanging out with my nephews and nieces it's just I've always been that person that had this weird random thought to shove a kid down at Walmart and I hated it. And it, I think about it for a second after reading that section of the article, yeah. it's at like their little perspective on that. I just loved because I interpret that at the moment as like, what is wrong with me? Like, do I really not, am I not going to be good with kids? Is that how right. I'm going to be when I have my own? I read that and I was like, okay, it's just a little like DBT opposite of what I'm actually feeling and thinking. I actually really do like kids and I will right. be good with kids. I, I love that part of the article. So I'm, I'm glad that they talked about that. And then the second myth that they talk about is, and I'll just read this verbatim, is that every thought that we have, and the myth being here is that we should interpret every thought that we have and every intrusive thought you ever have is worth examining. Bit of on that one. They go on to say that in truth, these thoughts are not messages, red flags, signals, or warnings, despite how they may feel. And this is something that I just want to touch on just for a second, that our brains are amazing at causing feelings to feel real. Yeah. It's the reason that placebo effects work. It's the reason that you can, I can tell you to close your eyes. Not if you're driving, please don't do that. <laughs> but if you're sitting, you can I tell you to close your eyes and imagine what it's like to eat your favorite bowl of ice cream. You could probably taste what that ice cream tastes like or imagine yeah. what it feels like to put your toes. And if you haven't been to the beach, I apologize, but if you could put your toes into the sand and kind of wiggle around. What does that feel like? Or yeah. like in dirt, whatever, some type of like, yeah rubbing your feet into something like in water and kind of moving it around and like in your tub, like what does that feel like to have water going between your toes? You can imagine what that feels like. And you're probably moving your toes now and feeling that because <laughs> yeah. I was too in my shoe <laughs> and I was feeling <laughs> sand between my, my toes. 
our brains are really good at creating those and like almost confabulating feelings that aren't real. Like when you're watching a scary movie and a spider shows up, it feels like there's a spider crawling on your back and you're still like yeah. getting all wiggly. The wigglies. So these intrusive thoughts and feelings, they're extremely real. They will feel very, very real. That does not mean they're worth investigating or interpreting or even buying into because as real as they are, they're very stupid. Yeah. And that's the case with a lot of other feelings that you may have. They're just silly. Just a little bit they're wrong. They're real, valid, but they're they're just just not true. They're not very helpful too, a lot of the time. So just let that kind of be your guide as you go through trying to get a better grip. Not a better grip, but just to relate better to your intrusive thoughts is that yeah, they're real and they're there and they're causing you to feel certain ways, but they're they're false, they're wrong, they're not true. And um I kinda along with that, a lot of people that with intrusive thoughts that have a lot of them, they tend to think that um, actively fighting against them will help and that combating yeah. them is going to help. And uh, ironically, the article goes on to talk about how this typically increases their intensity and stickiness. That the more you try to get rid of them, the more you try to think them away, the more that you try to prove them wrong within your brain in the moment, the more intense they tend to get, the more common they tend to happen, and the stickier that they are. And so when I started thinking about this within myself and like an analogy, cause I'm an analogy dude is that if you're want to picture your life as you looking out the window at a beautiful picturesque scene, it's you. So there's a glass window in between you and there's that, let's say for us, we live kind of by some mountains and it's gorgeous outside this and they're kind of snow capped. So like looking out to the mountains and I'm just living my life and enjoying my life beyond the glass. But then a little mosquito or a fly starts flying within my view and it's just there. I can't put my hand through the glass and do anything with it. And the more that I try to do it, the more that I get distracted what I'm looking at, the beautiful view behind it, my life, the things that I care about. The more that I struggle with the fly, the more that I'm going to miss out on the view. And it doesn't do any good. So the the best thing that we can do in this scenario and that the article talks about is to not simply ignore them, but to acknowledge that they're there and try your best to focus on what you're really caring about. What's beyond the fly, what's beyond the intrusive thought and it will come and stay as it pleases that intrusive thought. Yeah. Our brains are flipping sweet. Like they're cool. They're, they do so many things and that's part of the problem is they do so many things. Like right now you were not just thinking about breathing because your brain's doing that for you and now you're focusing on breathing. So, sorry about it. You'll be focusing on breathing after the next five minutes. <laughs> but our brains are receiving so many signals all day, every day. And so, our brains create a lot of uh, junk thoughts, junk mail. It's trying to put this information together. And the stuff that just doesn't stick, it's not helpful. It does a like a data dump mm-hmm. type of thing. And so, sometimes this data dump can get stuck in our stream of thoughts and for a split second it gets hooked on something and all of a sudden we think this thought like it goes <gasps> into the main point of view goes on the screen yep like if you think of um inside out it goes on that screen for a second like the uh the bubble gum commercial it just comes out of nowhere like yeah. and it's, they start reciting like, <laughs> like they're like what in the world is that <laughs> yeah. yeah yep so all of a sudden, this thought comes on the screen, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm secretly a mass murderer. I do not want to kill my wife, I promise. Yeah, I don't want to kill my wife, I, I swear. Just know, that's just a junk thought. Let Give it a second. Say, wow, 
That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. And then soon, right after, if you don't give it any time or energy outside of the energy you use to acknowledge it, it's going to get washed away in your little stream of thoughts. The fly is going to move on. The mosquito is going to yep. move on. It may take some time. You just have to be patient and be there with it for a minute, yep. and it will go away. Yep. And uh, I like the junk mail idea because we can't control sometimes the junk mail that shows up in our email or the junk mail that shows up in our mailbox. But what we can do is what we do to relate with it. Do we struggle with it? Do we go to the postman, postman and say, stop sending me this junk mail. This is terrible. I can't believe it. I don't want this coupon for Del Taco, even though I do want the coupon <laughs> to Del Taco. Um, just It's junk mail. Acknowledge that it's junk mail. Huh, this is junk mail. I didn't want this, but I got it anyways. But... I'll probably throw it in the garbage because I don't need it. I'm going to recycle it. Probably should recycle it. <laughs> but uh, the article goes on to talk about some really great ways to to overcome these unwanted intrusive thoughts. And there's some great bullet points. And we can just kind of go bullet point by bullet point. Yeah. The first one here is to simply label these thoughts as intrusive thoughts. Don't give them any other value besides that, that they're your thoughts or anyone else's, that they're simply intrusive thoughts. That's all they are. Period. The second good thing you can do that will be helpful for you is remind yourself that these thoughts are automatic and not up to you. Because most of the time, on a daily basis, you can't control your thoughts. If you try to fight them, they're just going to come back even stronger. And we we talk about, um, again, meditation and stuff to quiet the mind or stop thinking, and that's that's impossible. So don't even don't even try it. Counterproductive. Right. It's just a waste of time. Your brain's meant to keep going, process data, and it's going to have this junk mail. Whether you try and meditate and stop your thoughts or not, you're going to have them. Amen. Next one, this is very acceptance and commitment therapy. But um, accept and and allow the thoughts into your mind. Do not try to push them away. Don't struggle with them. Because the more that you do so, they kind of said earlier in the article, that the more you do that, the more power you give them. And now they're going from unconscious thoughts to more conscious thoughts. Yep. You're now allowing them a place on the stage to do their little song and dance. Yeah. And it's it's just, again, it's just counterproductive to do it. Give them their, let them sneak onto the stage a little bit, do their thing, acknowledge that they're there, and let them come and stay and go in their own good time. Yeah. The best thing that you can do is it's, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of humility. I would say for myself, I've, I've found it to be a humility thing that I have to realize that I can't do anything about this. And there's nothing yeah. I can do because I think I'm a fixer of everything in my mind sometimes. But allowing yourself to realize that this is totally out of your control and just let them do their thing for a minute, I found to do wonders for myself. So that's yeah. a good one. And that takes practice. Mm-hmm. If that's something that's hard for you, go back to the last two. Remind yourself, these are just automatic. You can't control it. And then label it. If it's on the stage, dancing away in your mind with an annoying tune, you just say, okay, that's an intrusive thought. And that's automatic. I can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll, it'll move on. Next one here is float. <laughs> and do exactly what you said. <laughs> and practice allowing time to pass. And so just sit there. Don't focus on the thought. One thing that I really love to do, I'm making sure this isn't uh, something that's going to come up, but uh, one thing I love to do either way is focus on my breath. I focus on anything else other than that silly thought of driving off the bridge as I cross is, okay, focus on my breath. One, two, and just count them. Start focusing on your breath. It's always going to be there for you. Yeah. Next one here is remember that less is more. Pause. Give yourself time. Remember there is no urgency with these. 
and in a world that is full of urgency, get back to me as soon as you can. Email me back, text me back, call me back. In a world where we can do things in an instant, we can get deliveries the next day, dealing with your intrusive thoughts, it need not be that way. If it takes five, 10 minutes, even 30 minutes for that like thought to, to really just go away, which it probably won't, probably more just like a couple of seconds for it to come and go. Yeah. But give it as much time as you need. This is not an urgent thing because again, it's not real. I mean, it's not, um, it is real. It's not true. Yeah, not true. That's kind of going back to that as before. It's not true. It's real. We're going to let this come and stay as it goes. Yeah. Second to last one here is expect the thoughts to come back again. It's unrealistic to say, man, I'm never going to think that again. And then 10 minutes later, you think about it again. And it's going to cause you more distress. So expect it to come back again. Because again, it is automatic. It's just going to happen. Nothing you can do about it. And then lastly, continue whatever you're doing prior to the intrusive thought while allowing the anxiety to be present with you. So let's say you're mopping the floor and then you're, let's say you live in a, an apartment building kind of higher up and you go by your window and intrusive thought, I could jump out of the window right now. I would die. Be with it for a second. Breathe. Take a second to really understand what you just thought to yourself and then go back to mopping. And if there's anxiety there, take it with you to mop with you. Say, all right, anxiety, yep. we're going to go mop. We're going to continue to mop because that's what we're doing. That's another thing that's going to take practice, especially if you're more prone to ADHD. You might get distracted, sit down for a second, Google, am I suicidal? All these things, you might get into a whole yeah. rabbit hole. It's going to take a lot of practice to stop doing that. But it's important to continue what your prior activity was before in order to maintain that level of normalcy to not let that intrusive thought disrupt what you were doing. Yeah. Now we're jumping into things not to do. So there are just four things, and you have probably already, we've probably already mentioned all of these. Um, number one, engage with the thoughts in any way. Don't engage with them. You're not married to these thoughts. You can simply just acknowledge them. Hey, what's up, thought? And then it'll just leave. So don't engage in any way. Next one here is do not push the thoughts out of your mind. Trying to push intrusive thoughts out of your mind is trying to, is like trying to nail Jello to a wall. It ain't gonna yeah. work. This is gonna <laughs> slip down. That's what something I learned from someone who lived in Georgia, and I love that saying. But this is not gonna work. It's gonna slip away. It's gonna get slipped between the cracks. It's gonna it's gonna find its way back into your brain, and you're just gonna continue to struggle with it. So just don't even try. Yeah. Third one here is trying to figure out what your thoughts mean. Oh my gosh! If I want to throw my child off of this building, what does that mean? Does this mean I'm a bad parent? I'm a Does, bad parent. I, I hate my child. Be a parent? Do I need to put him up for adoption? Rabbit hole. That's yeah. all that is. Yeah, not worth it. And along with that too, like, like similar with dreams. Like your <laughs> dreams don't mean what you think they mean. Your thoughts don't think what they mean. As much as like the mainstream psychology would want you to believe the dreams and thoughts mean something. Sometimes they do. But sure, sometimes. handful of times, the majority of the time, they're just random ele um, electrical neurological impulses that are just going through your brain at no meaning whatsoever. It's your data dump. Just data dump. Literally dump. Lastly here, check to see, do not try to check to see if this is working to get rid of the thoughts. Wait, check, <laughs> check to see if this is working to get rid of the thoughts. So like if you're doing a breathing exercise mm. to get rid of the thoughts, check. Be like, is, is this getting rid of the thoughts? <laughs> hey, you still there? Hey, hello? Because that's actually going to bring the thought back. So just don't even go back. It's just that's going to be a hard one for a lot of people because I know it yeah, is yeah. for me. But like, it's like, I don't know if it's working if I'm not checking up on it. Like, <laughs> just don't worry about it. Hello. <laughs> I was just imagining like putting your head into like a, a room and <laughs> hello and <laughs> read. Just, I'm still here. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> Scooby Doo. Those memes make me oh, laugh like... so. Three. <laughs> That's what intrusive thoughts are to me sometimes. Right. Kind of scary, anyway. but, um, <laughs> there you go. That makes more sense. Now, don't try to check on them. Just like if because if they're still there, they're still going to be there. Yeah. Just continue to do what you're doing, and they, and they will go away. Yeah. So all of these are easier said than done, especially mm-hmm. if this is something you actually struggle with. So practice. Give it some time. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, if you're actively practicing practicing these you're actually going to be able to see a big difference mm-hmm. in how you deal with these intrusive thoughts. Yeah. And this is something that we should have put at the beginning of the episode, but some of you may have a more intense condition where your intrusive thoughts are a little more debilitating. Like we yeah. said earlier, it does tend to come with people with obsessive, obsessive compulsive disorder. And that may be, that will need more professional treatment, especially if it's debilitating in your life to where like your intrusive thoughts where I have to stand up, sit down 10 times. I have to go wash my hands 12 times. Stuff like that can be a little more debilitating. So if that tends to be you, like you're not ro- you're not broken. Nothing's wrong with you. You're just dealing with something that's kind of difficult. So yeah. get go get professional help with that. And anyone who's struggling to 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 relate better to your intrusive thoughts, um, as our episode vehemently talked about last week, um, there's nothing no problem too small for a therapist to help you with. Um, so whether that be a full blown obsessive compulsive disorder that's preventing you from getting out of your house every day because you can't get through of all of your intrusive thoughts that are telling you you need to do this thing, um, or this thing is going to happen, um, or it's just simply you're driving over a bridge with your family and you have the thought to yourself for five seconds, I could kill everybody right now. Yeah. If you're struggling with it and you feel like you need a little bit of help, do it. It's worth it. Yeah. I, I promise. And there are other people like uh, postpartum after women have babies, Mm -hmm. they can have the urge or the thought to kill their newborn. So when you go through big life transitions, like having a baby, things like that, kind of more when you're more vulnerable mentally, I would say due to all the change in hormones, different things like that. And this can happen to men to happen to the fathers. You can have intrusive thoughts of, uh, like an example I heard is throwing this guy wanted to throw his child off of a second off of a two-story building. And those are real thoughts. But remember, that's just an intrusive thought is the complete opposite of who you are. And so if you want to for uh, mothers who want to get rid of their newborn, that just means you really love your child. You want to be a good mom. You want to be a good mom. That's why it's causing you a lot of distress mm-hmm. because it would make you not the greatest of moms mm-hmm. if that happened to your child. Exactly. And then so, as a, oh, no, go ahead. I was say as a final note as well, like for someone who's personally experienced this, uh, PTSD and intrusive thoughts tend to go together a lot as well. Yeah. If you've seen something tragic, like for me, it was like watching my dad pass away. I've had a lot of intrusive thoughts where that image comes into my mind randomly. I see him on mm-hmm. the hospital bed passing away and it, it's, it's almost debilitating. I get really stressed and anxious, depressed at that time. Um, at first I kind of tried to push it away, push it out and replace it with other thoughts. And now it's just, as it comes, it's you let it just kind of come and stay and go as it pleases. And then it's happening less. So yeah. it, that tends to be you. That helped, the only reason I was able to do this because I went to therapy and got some more coping skills for PTSD. Um, just know that it's also intrusive thoughts can be tied to PTSD as well. So if you had a traumatic event recently and you're, you're really struggling with it and you're showing signs and symptoms of PTSD, um, professional help could be beneficial for that one as well. But again, you're not broken. Nothing's wrong with you. It's not that you you're never going to get over it. It's just that these intrusive thoughts are tied to something that was very real but still unhelpful for you to remember or to bring up. Yeah. So remember, this is normal. It's all normal. You're okay. Deep breath. Focus on your breaths. Not that intrusive thought. Then remember, don't look back. 
<laughs> Don't look back. <laughs> Don't look back. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave us a rating and review. We're pointing down below. <laughs> um, but really, though, we do see all the like ratings that everyone gives, and we really appreciate all the ratings and reviews that you guys are giving us. So we appreciate it. Keep them coming, baby. And we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah.